Hello and thank you for selecting this podcast in which we examine employment opportunities in the funeral industry. Working in this very specialised and sensitive area is one that has attracted people from quite diverse occupations, amongst them nurses, police officers, priests, event planners, administrators, teachers, aged care and hospitality workers, and even flight attendants. So why do so many people quit other jobs to work in this field and how do they obtain a position? Well, the person best placed to answer that and many other questions about employment in the funeral industry is Tobin Brothers Human Resources and Training Manager, Wendy Goy. Wendy, on average, how many resumes would you receive in any given month from people wanting to work for Tobin Brothers? We get about probably one a day, which is, let's say, 20 a month. And the issue with that is, of course, that we probably only put on five or ten people a year. So it, it makes recruitment great because we've got a terrific pool of candidates but then there's so many of them and all of them or many of them could do the job really really well but we don't have openings for them all. Many people would understand why an airline would receive scores of job applications from aspiring flight attendants or or maybe why working in TV or radio would generate a lot of interest but why would such significant numbers of people want to work in a job which let's face it is about death? I think most people would verbalise that by saying that they want to be able to contribute, that they see this as a role that's really meaningful, that gives something back to their community, to their families, and often it's people who have uh, experienced death in the families themselves and understand from that event how important the role of a funeral director is. With the exception of embalming, there are no legislated formal qualifications required for those wanting to work in the funeral industry. But let's face it, this is not just a job, is it? Uh, What what sort of skill sets are you looking for when you recruit staff? I've got a little list here and uh, it seems really tame, but the first and most important thing is that anyone we we recruit must have a full driver's licence because any job working in our industry is going to involve driving a vehicle on the roads. I guess some of the other things that we're looking for are um, certainly communication skills, both verbal and non-verbal, written, and and people are often surprised to know that they really need to be competent on the computer to be a, a funeral director. We're looking for a really high level of customer service. Uh, an empathy about the field that we're working in and a a maturity and an understanding and ability, a resilience maybe to working with death every day. Um, We're looking for people that have got a really good attention to detail because there's not a really good margin, not a margin for error. People that are organised and what's really attractive to us is anyone also that has a second language. I imagine, too, you'd be looking for people who can capably work under a fair degree of pressure because there must be a deadline, obviously, in, in organising a funeral service. That's right. So we're constantly working under a three- to four-day time frame um, to get the task done. Outline for us, if you will, Wendy, where and in, in what capacity someone joining Tobin Brothers would start and what kind of opportunities exist for their advancement? Our entry-level position is as a funeral director's assistant, The funeral director's assistant, um, uh, if people reflect on funerals they've been to, they would have seen the funeral director's assistant greeting mourners, getting signatures in the memorial book, uh, dealing with flowers, driving the hearse, driving the coach. So a, a real doing and making the funeral happening. The funeral director's assistants also assist with our rosters after hours uh, when a death occurs, bringing the deceased person into our care. 
other roles that we have of the funeral planner, and that would be the person that meets with the family, and, and I guess we could describe them as an event planner that gets the funeral happening. We have uh, others roles that perhaps people aren't aware of. We have a logistics team that help us get uh, 400 funerals a month on the road every day. We have our funeral advice line team that are um, on the phone uh, answering queries. We have our memories and tributes team that are graphic designers. And as with other businesses, we have accounts and administrative staff, branch managers and, and people that are leading other team. You mentioned funeral planner there and uh, that suggests really that they their role is, is very much like that of a wedding planner. They oversee the whole thing from beginning to end. You are right and uh, there's a lot of similarities between planning a wedding and planning a funeral because uh, it's going to involve a ceremony, it's going to involve the whole family, it's going to involve catering and flowers and a lot of organisation. But a wedding, you could imagine, takes, I don't know, a year to get organised. A funeral, and this links into what you said before, is four to five days. And our clients are purchasing a product that they really don't want to have. And they're bereaved. So they're not necessarily at their best and sharpest when it comes to thinking and planning. So our staff need to show a lot of empathy, as, as I've said, and a lot of leadership um, and helping to guide people through that time. I imagine that because the enormous complexities in both the arrangement and the conduct of any funeral, training is vitally important. It is, and um, certainly we start off with training in the legislation uh, that's required by the government in how to put together a funeral and what forms need to be completed and why. Uh, but there's so many cultures that we deal with, so many types of families, so many ifs, buts and maybes. It's it's an enormous task to get all of that. And, and I would say that it would take well up to a year for people to really uh, be confident. Having said that, I've been working in the industry for 20 years and I still learn something every single day because of the changing nature of our society. Mm. And, and when you talk about the changing nature of society, the changing nature of funerals in itself is quite That's interesting, right. isn't it? Yes. I often reflect on how they must have been 76 years ago when Tobin Brothers started. They were very, very simple and the priests said, do this, and they did. But now we have everything from... Um, funerals that involve champagne toasts to different cultures to having the coffin on the back of a train um, so that it really is an event management skill that's as exciting as the family would like us to make it. And of course technology has played an enormously big part too hasn't it? Correct because we have the um, Memories and Tributes team with their DVDs and so many options for families to come up with their own rituals and, and ways to celebrate a life. As you mentioned earlier, Wendy, the, the most specialised role in the funeral industry is that of the embalmer, and it's one in which I understand there is an increasing level of, of interest. That's correct. We would get at least one or two calls a day from people that are interested in becoming embalmers. I think that... Uh, that a lot of that's got to do with TV and people seeing shows like CSI and shows like um, Six Feet Under are often referred to me. So it's kind of normalised that uh, a lot. Um, unfortunately, it's very, very difficult to train to be an embalmer. The qualification requires the completion of 30 case studies. And what that means is that the, the applicant needs to have access 
to deceased people. And that pretty much means, if you follow that through logically, that they need to be working in the industry. And the problem is, is as I said earlier, the jobs aren't there. It's a very stable industry. The death rate isn't growing at this time. There's not a high turnover of staff. So for all the countless people that would love to train to be embalmers or get a job in the industry, those, those vacancies just simply aren't there for them. You've just said that it's uh, not a not a field that is terribly easy to, to enter. Mm-hmm. What about the funeral industry generally? I mean, what is the, what would you suggest is the first step for people? Is there such a thing, for instance, in our organisation uh, where people can get some work experience? Unfortunately, and this question I get asked a great deal, is that we don't allow people to have work experience. And I guess the thinking behind that is the great degree of care and pride we take in looking after clients. And uh, if it was one of my relatives here that we were looking after, after, I would not be happy to know they were looked after by the work experience student. So for many, many people that we do employ, working in the industry is something they've wanted to do for 10 years or more. And I understand that we miss out on a lot of people who'd be fabulous, but the jobs simply aren't there. So the advice I always give people is to develop another career that they feel quite passionate about. Um, Perhaps something in, certainly something in customer service, it's going to allow them to build on their customer service skills. Uh, If they can go away and learn another language, that would be fantastic. But often when I'm speaking to people, it's really a matter of reassuring them that it's really not just you. Many, many people have this experience of finding it difficult to get into the funeral industry. I've been talking to Tobin Brothers Human Resources and Training Manager, Wendy Goy. And if you'd like more information, please visit our website, www.tobinbrothers.com.au or telephone our funeral advice line on 03 93 73 7000.